Hello and welcome to Hoosier Football Tailgate here on the Believe Network and sponsored by Bet Online. Tough day in Bloomington for the Hoosiers as they fall to the Rutgers Scarlet Knights 31 to 21 in a really kind of an airplay game for Indiana on Saturday. We'll get into that in just a second. Here, quick something from Bet Online. Last of the major pros. Sport leagues are kickoff this week, and the Bet Online is your top spot for all your NBA action this season. With MLB postseason, NFL, and college football, NHL in full swing, Bet Online in your, is your number one source for wagering. Uh, for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, all at your fingertips. Bet Online is where the game starts. Well, like I said, Indiana took a tough one on the chin this past weekend to uh, Rutgers. Rutgers gets themselves bowl eligible with that victory for Greg Shiano and his football team. Um, did it in a interesting way. They kind of played a little bit of bully ball on Saturday as they pushed around Indiana's front six for the better part of the afternoon. But they get themselves to bowl eligibility. Uh, Indiana falls to two and five with five games remaining in the on the schedule. They travel to uh, Happy Valley this week, where they will take on Penn State at noon on Fox. National coverage again for the Hoosiers. Right now, they are a twenty-seven and a half underdog against the Penn State Nittany Lions, who lost to Ohio State this past weekend. So, not all things are so too happy in Happy Valley this Monday afternoon. Um, you know, the game Saturday uh, had some bright spots. Uh, not all of it was dreary and bad, um, but. Um, you know, you got to point some of the good things out as well as the bad to quite understand the full entire picture of the day on Saturday. But when you really broke it down and looked at it, um, from the perspective of the game itself as a total whole unit game, offense, defense, and special teams, it came down to three plays. Three plays is what decided that ball game on Saturday, and two of them were special team plays, um, which is very ironic because I've said all along that IU has to win the special teams uh, portion of of a game to help give themselves a chance uh, when they have the catastrophic errors that they had Saturday on special teams. Uh, they're just not good enough right now to overcome that on offense or defense. When you have a block punt in a game, you're more likely to lose. When you muff uh, muff the uh, punt on on a punt, uh, also contributes to a loss, especially when points are scored off, scored off of that. So right there, there's two plays that Indiana gave them 10 points, the point differential in the game. And then what capped it off on uh, a Saturday afternoon was the Wimsett's 80 yard run on a quarterback read play where he kept it around left end, broke into the open field, and there was nobody there. Had to be a complete bust assignment by IU, but he he scampered 80 yards for a touchdown. Um, that was the one that kind of uh, drove the nail in the coffin. And then, of course, when Indiana went at halftime down 17 to 14, um, all things weren't, you know, 
gloomy and bleak if you looked at it from a score perspective. But Rutgers got the ball on the opening drive of the second half, and they proceeded to go right down the field on a 75-yard drive. I think they had over 10 plays and went up at that point um, 24 to 14. Uh, They went uh, 12 plays, 75 yards, and 6 minutes and 15 seconds on that drive. that Wimsip scored from one yard out. That drive right there uh, was the beginning of the end of Indiana on a day that started out very promising for Indiana. They went down the field and scored on their opening drive, and then in the you know in the um, unfortunately after that drive, um, Rutgers came right back and went right down the field again and scored. And we're going to. Let's take a look at some of these um, statistics from Saturday afternoon in Bloomington. Again, the Hoosiers take it on the chin to Penn State 31-21 on homecoming. As you look at this right here, you know, uh, again, this game, like I said before, came to down to three snaps. Three snaps on in special uh, two in special teams, and then one chief score, an eighty-yard touchdown drive, really solidified the day um, for IU. But when you think about it in in regards to total yardage and stuff, um, you're really saying the difference in this game was 25 yards of total offense, seven plays more. Uh, they averaged 4.7, Indiana 4.6. Um, the big differentials right here with um, Penn State having the ball for 37 minutes to IU's 22 minutes in the ball game. Uh, all those things are uh, unbelievable in that regard, or in some respects, uh, not very. Uh, kind to Indiana. We also look for field position. We've talked about that. Rutgers started at the third 28. IU started at third 27. So nothing that, you know, over overly uh, equates to any major advantage in this regard. So when you really look at it, pretty too evenly matched statistically speaking, but at the end of the day, when you have uh, two uh, major mistakes in the game and special teams, it plays a big part on on who's going to win the game. I use games started out, you know, like it was going to be a bright, sunny day. Um, they went right down the field and scored on their opening drive, taking uh, three minutes off the clock. They went 75 yards. Fourth and eight, we talked about gambling in certain situations where, you know, there was a high probability in your favor. Well, this one was on fourth and eight. Sorsby scrambled to his left. Cooper got lost in their coverage. They got their eyes in their backfield, and uh, Sorsby found him in the end zone for a big uh, touchdown drive on the first uh, – drive of the day and again that's a uh everything looked like it was going to start out well but that didn't stop Rutgers they're a mentally tough football team what do they do they come right back orchestrate their own 15 play 72 yard drive eat up eight minutes of time on their big drive and big play Indiana couldn't get off the field on a third and seven uh Wimsett actually did get the line to gain in a in a video review um IU had thought they had stopped it but the interesting thing see here there was only one third down play on that entire 
entire drive, 15 plays. So the majority of their first downs came on second down for the most part or first down. So that uh, that had a big uh, com- uh, com- uh, deal uh, on their on their uh, productivity on the day. Then the bad thing happened. Fourth and thirteen, they get a pump block by Loyal. He hits it, blocks it. Rogers picks it up. He scores the touchdown from the Indiana thirty-two, and uh, field goal was good. And all of a sudden, it's a fourteen to seven ball game. And then for the next three or four series here it 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 was kind of interesting because three plays six yards for indiana three plays two yards for rutgers three plays minus four yards for indiana then um Rutgers goes for it on fourth and two from Indiana's 42-yard line. They don't get it. Fourth and two, IU's defense steps up back-to-back times where they only gave up a yard uh, a total on each play. They get the stop, and what's Indiana do? Big big play here. This is a big part of the game. They take that big play by IU's defense, getting the ball back, stopping Rutgers on four, fourth and two, and they go right down the field and score on a four-play 59 yard drive in a minute 25 and it was in the final four minutes of the of the half there and they tied the ball game up 14 to 14 at at that point in time um and then the defense comes right back out and they get to third and 14 they sack wins it Rutgers is going to punt from their 45. At this point in time, you think they're just going to run the clock out, go on the halftime, tied 14-14. What happens? The second miscue for the punt uh, the punt return unit this time. Uh, Lucas fumbles uh, the, the punt. Uh, Rutgers uh, longer beam recovered it at the Indiana 20. Now, Indiana does a good job there and holds them out of the end zone and only gives up to 21 yard field goal by Patel. And it was 17 to 14 at halftime. Nothing overly gloomy in that other than the two plays, the 10 points they gave Rutgers in the special teams was a big differential in that first half. I use offense and uh, defense in some respects only gave up seven points in that first half uh, in terms of uh, Rutgers earning their points by making them drive 15 plays, 75 yards. They drove the field. They got it done. You got to tip your hat to them. But that was the only seven points. You got the block punt for a touchdown and the muff uh, punt where uh, Indiana's defense actually holds them to three. So some, you know, pretty big wins there in the first half, but you didn't feel that way. It might as well have been 30 to 14 at that point in time because it's just there were it's Indiana so fragile right now you know the the energy is such so negative at times that it's palatable uh even uh on Saturday afternoon second half comes what happens they go right down the field and score 12 play 75 yard drive so the first drive of each half for for Rutgers ends up as touchdowns and I know some offensive categories that's the that is a goal for every offense to score on the first uh, drive of every half or get points on the first drive of every half. They do it by going down the field in 12 plays, 75 yards. And, you know, IU has a big chance to get off on third and seven here. Um, you know, they do a good job of starting, but they get them to fourth and four and they can 
they uh, convert from the 34-yard lines as uh, uh, Wemsett completes a pass for eight yards and gets the first down on fourth and four. You know, IU gets that play. They get off the field. It keeps their number of plays down, but now they give up the big uh, touchdown. So uh, 12 plays, 75 yards, 24 to 14, uh, and that's kind of how that goes in that quarter there. And then Wemsett comes back – um, and uh, really doesn't mount anything, then Indiana has to drive. It's fourth and six. And this is where Sorsby has got to grow up and and can't throw it shorter than the first down. You got to make sure you're throwing it beyond the sticks. And they that right there killed a nine play, 43 yard drive, and it finished in Rutgers territory. So that play there, and then of course the 80 yard touchdown by Wimsett. That was the one that kind of dictated uh, the game overall on uh, Saturday, and uh, that was. Uh, it um, from uh, Rutgers and Indiana on Saturday afternoon. Rutgers got the win on a day that, uh, you know, they did it by rushing the football. Nothing overly sophisticated uh, on the front from the standpoint that uh, Indiana uh, just wasn't very good against the run. And then when Wimsett scored the 80-yard touchdown run, that was the end of it all because that was the second cheap score that they got on the day. And so you add that to the punt and the botch kick or punt uh, fumble, and that's the ball game. That's the ball game right there. Those three plays, uh, pretty indicative of the day. And you could add the fourth play was the first drive of the third quarter when they came down out and score, went down the field and score. Right now, Indiana's. Um, a very fragile football team. Uh, you could sense it on Saturday. Anytime something negative happened to them, they're just not tough, mentally tough enough right now to overcome things. And that's fairly evident when you go into halftime 17-14 and things don't go quite your way the first drive of the second half and everything from that point forward, it was over. They, I mean, they could have turned the lights out after that first drive of the third quarter because at that point in time, mentally, IU was... Uh, uh, beaten they were beat and right now everything for them is not positive it's negative um whether it's the people around them whether it's the guys in school down there on the campus um they're just not a very very tough football team right now and they're dealing with a lot of fragile kids that need something positive to happen for them because when you look at it uh from the standpoint you talk about three plays in a ball game that cost you a game and and it had nothing to do with offense and defense. It had everything to do with special teams. That's it. Um, you know, yeah, the offense wasn't good enough on Saturday. They didn't get enough yardage. They didn't get enough chuck plays. And, yes, Indiana can't give up the big scores, uh, an 80-yard run because they missed an assignment. Yeah, those are all true. But the fact of the matter is they got beat Saturday because of special teams. And the fact of the matter is you cannot – overcome special team errors that end in points against you. It's just, it's just statistically proven. It's, it's too much of a, uh, a, too much to overcome, even for grid teams, um, let alone a team that is as fragile as Indiana is at this point in time. So, you know, I, uh, Sorsby's day I thought was okay. Wasn't great. Um, 
There are things he does well. There are things that he you know, wonder what he's thinking. And that is indicative of a young redshirt freshman quarterback. That's the other problem that Indiana is wanting their quarterbacks to play like year, uh, three-year starters. And here's two kids that have only seen the field for the first time this, this year. They've played a total of five games or I'm sorry, seven games thus far, six, seven games thus far. But when you look at even Sorsby, he's started one, maybe two. He's played in, you know, four, three or four of them. But that's the other thing. Indiana, you know, people are wanting Sorsby or Taven Jackson's to play like three-year starters. Well, that's not going to happen. And because of that, and because they're playing a redshirt freshman and does and don't have that upperclassman type of player, that's a big problem. You just don't have enough around them right now to bring them to a level they need to be at. And that's why they've got to start targeting balls down the field more. But on first and 10, you're afraid to take a shot because you know uh, your probability of, of converting that drive and getting uh, going three and out is highly probable if you have an incomplete pass on first and 10. Well, you're beyond that right now. You got to start trying to find ways to make things happen if you want to you overcome some things. But Sorsby's a, th- a redshirt freshman. Taven Jackson's redshirt freshman. They're not going to play like they're three-year starters and seniors. They're just not. I mean, there's no way. There's no. There's no coach in America that's going to elevate their play enough for them to be playing like they're three-year starters. Period. Um, and it doesn't matter what coordinator you have in there. Yes, there are things that you can do to protect them. There are things you can do to help them along and get their confidence and stuff. That's that's understood. That's a, uh, a no brainer. But you're not going to make them play like a three year starter and 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 do the things that you see some of these three-year starters do where they take over games and, you know, have miraculous plays and stuff like that. Indiana doesn't have that player. They don't have that player at multiple positions uh, right now. So his game was okay. Offensive performance, of course, wasn't good enough. I thought the offensive line played pretty decently all day long. The run game at times was bright. At times it wasn't bright because the ineffectiveness to consistently move the pile. But they did have one of their more productive games rushing the football. I thought Turner helped that equation. They didn't play Anderson, which I was surprised at. Um, But um, maybe they're just protecting him. But the other two played pretty good. Turner uh, especially had some uh, some good solid runs there. Defense, again, uh, too many breakdowns. in assignment football and then of course the 80 yard cheap score can't let it happen uh but overall um they gave they gave uh they with with one exception of the drive where Wimsett scored the 80 yard drive that was a cheap score the other drives that they had the first drive of the the first drive of the game as well that they went down and scored, they made them earn that drive. The other drive that they went down, they made their, you know, they had to earn that drive, which was the first play of the second half. Okay. And then the 80, uh, those were the two big scores that they, that, uh, they earned. Um, and then, of course, the cheap score. So 21 points. Uh, you had the, the 10 points. The other ones, they had no – I mean, 
block punt and runs it in for a touchdown and block punt that ends up inside the, you know, 20 and at least they held them to three. Um, but you know, again, you, you made them earn it. You got to tip your hat. They earned it. They beat you up at the line of scrimmage. Um, so, uh, that in itself. And then of course, the special teams was a complete debacle. I said all year long, that's a phase of the game that IU must win each and every week. They cannot lose the special teams phase of the game. They're just not good enough offensively or defensively to overcome huge mistakes in special teams. And that played out on Saturday. Um, right now, like I said, they're a fragile team. You can tell in the body languages when things go bad, it's not very good. Uh, they got five games remaining to get four wins to get bowl eligible. Yeah, it's a tough task. Yeah, it's going to be hard to accomplish, but is it unattainable? No, I don't think it's unattainable. Um, they're going to have a tough game at Penn State, but then you got Wisconsin at home, and I think you got Michigan State at home, you got Purdue and Illinois. So, um, it's been done. They've won four in a row before under Tom Allen. Now, whether that can happen again, we'll wait and see. Right now, unless they change their mindset, uh, no. They got to change their mindset. And I know some of that's coaching, some of that's kids. The kids are more resilient than the coaches. Kids bounce back better than coaches do. I'm just just telling you. Coaches, it eats away at them for a few days until you get about Wednesday. Kids have a tendency to come back Sunday and and wash that game away and move on to the next one. Where coaches, it stews with them for a while. Kids are more resilient than coaches ever will be in that regard. Um, but they need four wins, and they got five games left, so there is opportunity there. You know, the last thing I wanted to discuss here is Tom Allen. Tom Allen is a is a uh, a good person. He's a good good football coach. Unfortunately, right now he's two and twenty and in twenty two games in the Big Ten, and he'll be the first one to tell you that's not good enough. And it's not. It's not good enough. You're two and twenty two. It affects your overall program. It affects your ability to effectively recruit when you're up trying to recruit against some of the marginal uh, Big Ten teams uh, that you're trying to go up against week in week out. And uh, two and twenty in the Big Ten is not not a good place to be overall the probability that they do something with tom is very unlikely he's got a 20 million dollar buyout but here's what i will say you can't let 20 million be the excuse why you don't do something when you feel something is is warranted so if there's the belief and the feeling they need to make a change in bloomington they can't use the 20 million as a, as an excuse of why they can't do something. Um, the other problem they have is multiple of their assistant coaches contracts run through 24. So not only would you have that 20 million, you probably have another million and a half of assistant coaches salaries that you would have to have to have to buy out. So there you're talking about 21 million. So, um, you know, it is what it is in that regard. Tom got a great contract after he won a couple games. Good for his agent. And it's it's good for a good person. I'm not sitting here advocating that they make a change either. Um, we all know in college football, it's a business. It's about money uh, in that regard. And 2-20 and 20, uh, in the Big Ten is not 
not good enough. So I think you got to start looking at some things that go deeper than coaching. And it goes right to what you're recruiting. If you're recruiting good enough, um, stars and all that BS is that's typically BS. Um, you're at Indiana, you're going to have to bring in players that are marginal big 10 players and you've got to develop them into being very good big 10 players. And you've got to get lucky in some of your recruiting, uh, battles that you get a kid that's a difference maker, but ultimately it comes down to development. And that's the one question I think they're going to have to answer is if they're developing the kids that they got in the program. Cause right now, uh, they're not good enough at all 11 positions depth wise to, you know, overcome some of the, uh, mistakes that they're, that you're seeing on the field. Cause some of it's athletic, athletically, uh, tied in that regard. But those are the questions that you have to ask at the end of the year. And I believe that Indiana has to find ways to win four games. Um, now whether they can do it or not, that that's the that's the that's the sixty four thousand dollar question. Right now, a fragile team, uncertain, too many things that happen in light of what happens on the field and impacts them way too much during the course of the game, especially when you see the other team go down the field in the first first drive of the second half and your heads go down. Well, what what did Rutgers do after Indiana took the opening drive, went down the field and scored? didn't phase them one bit they got the ball went down and scored themselves and see that's the difference between the two that right there that drive proved why there's a big difference between what Rutgers is right now and what Indiana is right now Rutgers is a tough mentally tough football team that doesn't let things impact them I use a team right now that's fragile and when something goes bad it impacts them and they can't mentally fight through it and and it's too much of the head hanging and the bad body language. So those are some of the things that, you know, coaching staff's going to have to address uh, both now and throughout the rest of the year and into the offseason. And we'll see what happens as it pertains to uh, coaching and things like that. But, you know, Tom Allen's done all he can do. He's changed coordinators twice. He's fired an offensive line coach and he's fired an OC in the middle of the year. And, um, you know, those are those are not. You know, sometimes you wish those are quick fixes, but they're not. And in some cases, they create more problems than they're worth in overall when it's finally said and done. But we appreciate your uh, being with us here today on the Hoosier football tailgate and want to ask a favor if you could go to YouTube and uh, subscribe and hit the notification bell so you're aware of when something drops on that as well as going to Apple and Spotify and give us a rating and also um, uh, giving us a review that helps us very much uh, in the t- in terms of getting things out to people that enjoy football but also have a uh, have a love for Indiana football want to get that for them but thanks again for watching us here today on the Believe Network sponsored by Bet Online we appreciate Bet Online sponsorship of the Hoosier Football Tailgate I'll see you Thursday for the Penn State review but for now I'm the coach Shannon Griffith thank you for watching the Hoosier Football Tailgate right here on the Believe Network goodbye everybody Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. 
nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.